the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Wednesday the 18th. You're tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Morning. I need a vacation. I was going to say, how did the college <laughs> move-out go yesterday? It was as difficult as advertised. Oh, it's never easy. <laughs> There was no elevator. The elevator was broken. Of course. So like three flights of stairs, mini fridge, you know, girl child clothes, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, fill in the blanks. It's not supposed to be easy. It was tough. It's never supposed to be easy. Character building, I guess. Absolutely. That's what I think. That's what I think. But I'm glad that uh, at least it wasn't too, too bad. It wasn't like 900 degrees outside because that would have been pretty rough too. Good point. Good point. But yeah, it's, it's, it is finished. Good. Good. Until... (laughs) Well, for a couple months. Till the fall. Yeah, Fif- for a couple 15 months. weeks. Then you got to do it all over yep. again, and then you just got a few more years, hey, so it never ends. Although I'll, I will have learned my lesson and send a lot less stuff with her because yes. I, I was worried with her, even though she was close, like I was so worried she'd be hungry. And it, it seems like she never had to worry about that. No. no absolutely. So. But anyways, our first guest <laughs> is joining us in studio. It's Martinsburg Police Chief George Swartwood. Sir, how are you doing this morning? I'm well. Thank you so much. Good morning to both of you. Thank how you are for, you? Thanks for being in. So uh, you brought us this beautiful, uh, beautifully bound report. It is. Uh, that is our annual report for 2021. And uh, I'm really pleased with it. I think it turned out really well. It was uh, done for us here locally, uh, of course. I always try to stay local when I can. And uh, they do an excellent job there, right right off King Street. Uh, They did an excellent job uh, printing it, and they always get it back to us so quickly. And as much as I'd like to take credit for all the format of it on it, uh, I think a lot of people know my IT skills. (laughs) So uh, my deputy chief has done a great job with that, helping put together. And we added, and we looked at it, and we edited it ourselves. And then we, we bring it up for print. But it turned out really well. I think it's informative. Pictures are new. Pictures are good. Uh, there's things in there on our, see, our CERT team, uh, mm-hmm. all our canines, and uh, all our wonderful officers that we have working for us that I'm blessed with. So what's some of the important information in here? That uh, There's say, a lot of information. You want, the, you want the chief to give us our cliff notes. We got uh, it right here, but we're not. Yeah, might like, as well, you know. Well, as you can see, I did put <laughs> oh, something wow, myself look at for crib notes. There you go. And uh, some of the things that we've done, that, that for, first of all, I've got the best administrative staff I can possibly ask for. Our executive command staff is tremendous. Uh, we had some n- new promotions. Uh, we have new lieutenant uh, on the command staff, Lieutenant Garcia. Welcome aboard. He, he'll do great things for us in running his shift. And uh, we, we did a lot of things. I had, I believe, five or six, I believe six officers that we hired in 2021. Hmm. Brand new officers. Uh, one came back to us, Meeks, Patrolman Meeks, so we're glad of that. 
And uh, they're doing a tremendous job. Most of them have been through the academy. Some of them are not. Some of them are waiting. I believe they're next. Uh, I have one, uh, DeJarnay, who is down there right now. And uh, I believe I have a couple scheduled for August uh, to attend a class at West Virginia State Police Academy in August. Uh, again, I got to give a shout out to Miss Watson. Miss Watson runs the academy, and she likes me, so I'm golden <laughs> there. there. Go. So anytime you know, who I doesn't like George so anytime thing? I can get get a shout out to her, I want her to know how much I appreciate her making us reservations. Well, there. Maybe we need to send her the podcast. We should, <laughs> but uh, there's things in there on our cert team too. That was one of the things that we did uh, this year in 21, and that and was massively massively successful. It was, and uh, we got some of their seizures. And before we gave them the name, we were actually using calling them. Uh, the, a street detail street crime detail uh team so some of the headings are there under it but you can see some of the seizures with our patrol our investigative division and uh some of the huge seizures that i saw with the eastern panhandle drug and violent crime task force and uh like i said before when you see that picture uh on the next page or so of some of the drugs that that's the biggest seizure of drugs and guns and money i've wow. seen come out of a car and those guys and gals on the cert team bookended by two beautiful canine absolutely officers. we definitely put our canine in of play as much as we possibly can uh the, the, i'm sorry i almost called them detective condo uh, patrolman condo our canine handler and Riker, our latest and newest and best uh, canine dog uh, he's he's with us in 2021, and we've done a lot of really pro positive and uh, moving forward things. Some of the some of the things that we were of course uh, hampered with 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 COVID restrictions still and different variants of COVID as well. We we had to be cautious, and it, we kind of limited uh, some of our school contacts with our students to not only protect them but to protect us as well. But we will never let a child feel like they're on the sideline or they're cast aside. So we went, we masked up. I said, I don't care if you got to put a mask on that dog. Mm -hmm. We're going to do these demos. <laughs> and we would. We would do outside demonstrations. Uh, we would go to the Boys and Girls Club. We did inside with them uh, in their facility. It was great. Stacy's always, always so helpful with us. And she does a great job with those kids. But we reached out to touch every kid that we could in their heart to show them the dog, show them the police department, promising them that we would uh, bring you down for a tour of MPD as soon as we can open it up. And we were able to open it up some. I know uh, Terry, that is one of the uh, social workers that's assigned, I believe, to Berkeley, Berkeley Heights School and Burke Street through TMI. So she, hey, George, I'd really like to bring the kids. And I said, you know, bring them, you know, let, let's bring them. And we just recently did another tour for Aww. them. So we would do a tour and then we'd let them go up in the courtroom and see the courtroom <laughs> and sit up on the judge's bench and we'd get pictures of everybody hanging out there. So That's cool. it's good stuff. I mean, it really is good stuff. So it's a way of giving back to the community itself. Our guest this morning, Chief of Police, George Swartwood, and uh, the Martinsburg Initiative that you, you mentioned there, an acronym, uh, has been a, a big partner with you. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons you'll have a full-time social worker on a shift. It is absolutely the reason we have that. Uh, Noelle Canellis uh, that came with us, uh, she's working. She is on staff. She is stationed at the MPD. Uh, she's as passionate about that work as I am about police work. So we were hit. I knew that she would be the person for us from the beginning but uh she's working uh the guys are making referrals to her she's going out on calls and uh doing exactly what we believe they would do she's also reaching out to kids i think uh today she's also doing a uh canine demonstration uh at one of our orchard orchard view i believe she's doing a canine demonstration with our canine officer uh 
uh, Aaron Miller and Baff. Uh, Baff's that dog. It's huge, mm-hmm. like 125 the big black pounds. Dog. And if, Very you, if you leaf through that book, you'll see a picture in the back uh, of myself and Baff. We're discussing a dental right there. We we're discussing <laughs> we're discussing a dental plan uh, possibly. But uh, I love that dog so. It's good stuff, and she, and because of TMI, uh, she came to us. And also, I got to give a shout out to Haida. Uh, when we talked to Haida uh, and Mr. Tom Carr, and, and when we were speaking to him and telling him we wanted to take this initiative, we wanted to be the first. And I believe I may be the first uh, in West Virginia that has a social worker. Oh yeah, on staff. I'd even with say the more department. than just West Virginia. Absolutely. So, we like being cutting edge. Uh, sometimes uh, being first is great. Sometimes you might mm-hmm. want to be in the background. But on that, we definitely like being first and as close as we can. So that's good stuff. I know Haida made it possible with mm-hmm. a grant that supports her as well. So kudos to Tom Carr. Thanks, sir. I appreciate your help so much. And But we were also able to do, uh, you know, National Night Out still. Yeah. We still reached out to the community. We still reached out to all the kids. We had a wonderful turnout, free hamburgers, free hot dogs. Great pictures. Yeah, free golf, free pool. We did everything we possibly could just to keep us in the forefront and let everybody know that we're still here and we're still part of this community. And that's just as important anymore, I'd say, and police work than that policing itself is. It is is exactly what policing is about. We are part of this community. This is, I mean, this is home. This is where I'm from. This is where I grew up. I'm so proud to have this opportunity and to work with the men and women that I have with me on staff. But I'm so proud to reach back out into the community, make things possible that maybe weren't possible 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. maybe weren't looked at in the same way by a police department. Mm -hmm. But that's what we're about, and that's what we want to do. It means we're as tough on crime as we always were, if not tougher, but we're also part of this community, so let's reach back out to them. So we're looking at this uh, annual report, and and there there's a lot we won't get a chance to look at, but um, some of the stats involving the calls that you guys have have been called out to, uh, weapons uh, involved crime. It looks like in two, 2017 there were a lot more weapons involved crimes, but from last year to this year, a single year increase of 31. percent Is that when when it is a weapon involved crime? Is that when the weapon is used? in the course of the crime or is it when a weapon is recovered at something else like ancillary like a a drug arrest when a weapon is used or it's a little both if a weapon is used in the commission of a crime like of drug dealing i told you before when i came on here i've seen more guns on the street this year meaning last year than i've ever seen before in my career everyone that is involved in drug dealing we are running into problems with guns handguns or significant rifles i mean assault rifles and everything else I have seen more guns on the street than I have in previous years for a long time. So if you look at all the stats, most of the stats are down. Yeah. Most of everything's down. Uh, Assault and battery, a Mm -hmm. single-year decrease of 24%. A burglary, single-year decrease of 8%. Motor vehicle theft, a single-year increase, unfortunately, of 7%. Prostitution, down 16%. And uh, robbery, the robbery itself is down 53%. 53%. That's significant. Wow. Yeah. Even robbery. with that big break in entering robbery. the the event on Main on Main Street Martinsburg the uh, Absolutely. You know that that break mm-hmm. in so, too. So, so 53% shoplifting also went down single year decrease of 30% and and on and on. So on and all I think we're doing a tremendous job. 
we're keeping uh, most crime at bay and we're keeping we're solving many more mm-hmm. and uh, we're doing a whole lot of proactive patrolling right. and a lot of great follow-up by my investigative unit and, and I got to get a shout out here too I got a new detective uh, detective Bill Staub uh, he's doing wonderful work uh, in plain clothes and also recently uh, I have two promotions coming up uh, detective sergeant uh, Jared Luciano he made sergeant and uh put well now corporal uh ryan fritz uh, with canine with our original canine dog so they're both getting sworn in officially uh in front of council this thursday so my plain clothes is the best i've seen uh, i'll put them up against anybody and i know i'll come out the winner with that they're go-getters they're very uh, proactive when it comes to investigating crime so i'm very fortunate with that some of the things though also uh that uh struck home and struck the heart in 2021 we had the tragic loss of mayor harriet johnson you know passed away from illness rather suddenly she was very dear to the police department she loved absolutely loved martinsburg i i think she she was as big of a supporter if not bigger than i am of martinsburg itself so with that loss that was tragic and we felt that and we do still miss her but we were quite fortunate quite fortunate that uh, mr kevin Knowles stepped up and he was appointed by council for mayor, and he's, he's doing good things. He's doing Absolutely. great things, and we talk a lot. So we were fortunate indeed mm-hmm. uh, that someone filled that position as quickly as they did and is doing so many good things with this city. And we're speaking with Martinsburg Police Chief George Swartwood. Now, your force is getting pretty filled up, but you're always looking to add on some more people, right? You betcha. I got your application right here as well. Do not take my co-host away. <laughs> we are. Actually, we are giving applicant testing this Saturday. I am still four officers down. I need four officers to come up to our allotted 50, mm-hmm. and uh, we're hoping we can gain that this Saturday. But uh, if we do not, we will be testing again. So please... I mean, I gave you the posters in front of you. What the what the profession is now paying is exceptional. The starting salary is forty nine one forty one. When you complete the academy and become certified, the salary now goes to fifty thousand one forty one. And here's something that I am proud of that council uh, approved was a sign on bonus of ten thousand dollars if you're a certified officer wow. to come here, because. That is significant. Because you're already trained. You're already trained. We don't have to put you with a training officer. We just got to teach you the streets. Mm -hmm. And so your your stay with a training officer will be very brief, and you're good to go. You know, we don't have to eat the expense of having you go to the academy, eat the expense that you're gone for, you know, 10 or 15 weeks, whatever the academy is going to be now. We get you, and we get to plug you in right away. So I think that's significant. And, you know, take-home car. Uh, you can, uh, the amount of vacation and leave, I've never seen any place, any employment that gives this much of a package when it comes to leave. He could, he could be do. on the bike patrol. They truly do. You can and, totally and do the right. bike patrol. And you're absolutely right, Marsha. <laughs> we have, we have so many things to offer in the city. The canine, uh, investigations, mm-hmm. uh, bike patrol, school resource officer, downtown patrol. We have a lot of things that go beyond just normal patrol that are reaching out for people. So, hey, I'm proud of the department. I'd love to see people apply. And we're having the test this Saturday, but please put an application in, let the city know, and they'll track you after that. Yeah, I've been speaking with Martinsburg Police Chief George Swartwood. Thank you for coming in and chatting with us this morning. It's always nice to talk uh, to you and uh, keep up the good work, not only you, but your uh, guys and girls out there on the streets. Oh, I appreciate that so much. You, you all are essential to us. And you gave me a wonderful T-shirt. I can't. I will wear it with pride. I guarantee you that. But it says so nice. 
the Panhandle News Network, News Talk, and Sports. Mm-hmm. I, what more else can you say? But That's you right. all are su- such a good part of this community. Thank you again. We're Absolutely. in good health. Absolutely. Again, Martinsburg Police Chief George Swartwood, thank you for joining us. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Icewarner alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it before the break, we had Martinsburg Police Chief George Swartwood on, talking about well, the annual report that it's he so gave cool. us. Uh, yeah, super nice report. Well done. But the information inside uh, is even better because a lot of the numbers are trending down. Right. Uh, which is always a good thing. I was but- a little put out that our picture's not in there, but I guess that <laughs> means that we didn't get arrested. So. <laughs> <laughs> like Marsha at the traffic stop at five in the morning. At the uh, the stop sign there yeah, at, um, at King Street. Olive Garden. Oh, at Olive Garden, yes. You burn no, through you, that no, at I do not. four o'clock in the morning. I do not. I'm really good about that one. But yeah, so it's very colorful and lots of great pictures of the canines and lots oh, yeah. of good information. And like you said, numbers are looking better. Absolutely. And I think that has a lot to do with, um, one, having you know a pretty much fully fleshed out force mm-hmm. finally in the first time in a long time and just how visible uh, the police are out and around town. Yeah. I mean, I'm out around Martinsburg a lot and I feel like I always uh, see at least a patrol car cruising around somewhere mm-hmm. or uh, uh, somebody on a bike, you know, riding around or, or walking Baff, around. Baff or sneaking Baff. up on you. Yeah, in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, don't need that. Glad that hasn't <laughs> happened since uh, the first time it did. But yeah, if you missed any of that conversation with Martinsburg Police Chief George Swartwood, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today. But Marsha, coming up here in a few minutes, we're going to be talking with uh, West Virginia Tech Secretary of State Mac Warner, who will be in and around the panhandle uh, today. But I'm sure it's going to be a lot of recap on the primary elections, which uh, I think, from my outside opinion, went pretty well. Pretty well. And then after that, one of our, our regular mm. breaks... What could possibly go wrong? That's right. Yep. Steve Allen will be joining us uh, here in studio a little bit later on. Yeah. To, uh, well, I guess I'm sure we're going to be talking about floods. I'm sure that is definitely front of mind because of all the rain we've been having. Yes. I'm trying to guess what he's going to, what he's going to talk about. What do you think? So I'm thinking floods. All right. Well, he shook his head. Yes. So tornadoes. I guess it's floods. Tornadoes, maybe. What could possibly go wrong? A a lot. A lot. And we'll find out here in a few minutes. But first, we'll be talking with uh, West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Ice Warner, alongside me is Marsh Valick. Oh, we got to turn your mic on. There you hey, go. Hey, there I am. How you doing? All right. 
So uh, as we're waiting to see here, oh, and here it is. The phone uh, call. So I give think me that's one the Secretary second. of State, maybe calling in. Is this uh, Secretary of State? It is. How you doing, hey. sir? Welcome into Panhandle Live. Good to be with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, if you came to the studio today, we could have given you a T-shirt. But you're in the Panhandle, as a matter of fact, right? I am. Yes. So uh, talk about the. So we we're pivoting a little bit. Uh, just briefly, how how did elections go? What's your uh, what's your take on elections last week? Well, I was very pleased with the the elections. Uh, just the clerks did a fantastic job under very trying circumstances. You know, we're looking at a lot of redistricting, a lot of re line drawing, and so forth. As, especially as we went to the single member districts, uh, poll workers showed up. Uh, the, the, the votes got in. A great election. We are having some uh, folks with the uh, canvassing. Where questions about provisional ballots and that sort of thing. And the, the major issue is just with the low turnout, every vote counts. And, I mean, a couple races, as many as I think 10 races were decided by 10 votes or less across the state. Wow. So everybody wants to be very careful with those, make sure that uh, the provisional ballots are accurate as they come in, that every vote that's supposed to be counted needs to be counted, and every vote that doesn't meet the standards, uh, you know, if it doesn't have the proper name, address, that sort of thing, verification, then it shouldn't count. So I know your your office trimmed up the voter rolls a good bit, getting rid of folks who maybe uh, haven't lived here for a while or have passed away and all that. But um, I, I figured in the panhandle, we ranged from 15% to 22% voter turnout. Is that pretty um, standard issue for the for the state? Yes, I heard between 20 and 24% was the turnout uh, in various places. So, yes, that was very consistent with what we saw across the state. Now, do you think that, you kind of said it uh, a couple of seconds ago, but was that a, do you think there was a good turnout? I mean, with it only being a primary, you know, sometimes that'll kind of take the luster out for some people. But do you think all in all it was a pretty good turnout? Well, it's, it's standard for what you see in the off-year election. So, obviously, we'd love to see more people vote. Uh, you know, in the general election the last time, we had 60 62%, I believe. Um, so if you're comparing it against the presidential election, then no, it's not a great turnout. But yeah. uh, if you look back to 2018, 2014, those years, then it's uh, typical for those off-year elections. West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner is with us. Of course, we've talked to him a lot about elections, but one of the other parts that you play in the state is uh, handling uh, matters of small business. And that's one of the reasons you're in the panhandle, because it is, it is time to file a state-required annual report. And you're letting folks know about that? Exactly. I'll be talking with the Chamber of Commerce today, but uh, that's a great point. Is right now, between now and June 30th, is when the businesses have time to refile or to update their uh, registrations. It's a very quick, easy process. You can go online and do it. Uh, if you've been online before with us, it's as simple as verifying that information and clicking yes, and it's done. It's a $25 fee to update. And that's real important because this is how businesses, when you uh, say you're applying for a loan or a grant, uh, the first thing that uh, entities look for is, are you properly registered with the state? And so from that perspective, it's a benefit to the businesses. And for the consumer, having that registration updated allows you, if you have a consumer protection issue, if you want to file a lawsuit or you need to get a hold of the company for whatever reason, you can go to the Secretary of State's website and find out who the officers are, where they're located, a mailing address, that sort of thing. So everybody benefits from this uh, process. It's why all the states have this sort of uh, program that uh, keeps the business registered. And then if you don't 
keep your up, your registration updated uh, for three years. Then it's kind of like what we do with list maintenance in the voter registration area. We mm-hmm. we remove you from that that list, and uh, we're going to be going through that after June 30th and uh, keeping our lists clean as far as the businesses that are properly registered in West Virginia. And it seems like it's pretty easy to keep up with, especially if you file, if you're filing for the first time, once you file, all you have to do in, you know, the next years or the years to come is just go back, make sure everything's good, and then send it on off, right? Exactly. It's an easy process. It's just a matter of remembering to do it and get Mm -hmm. on the line and and do it. Uh, So uh, we have the business hub here in Martinsburg. You're certainly welcome to go in and talk to somebody in person if you have any questions about it. Uh, but it is a very user-friendly uh, online process if you want to go that route. Well, you guys have really uh, amped up your, your tech. I know we've talked about the, the vo- secure voting for our military overseas. And, of course, this year you had that interactive um, map for for voters. Yeah, the that, Go Vote WV website was great. It was really handy. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Yes, I think West Virginia is leading the nation in that regard. That interactive map is the first that we're aware of uh, that it's being used. And that was with the help of WVU. And uh, it was just a great tool for everybody, for candidates, for voters, uh, for the officers of themselves. Uh, as far as the lines being drawn, you'd simply type in your address and a pin dropped on a map. It showed you which district you were in, where you were voting. You could pull up a sample ballot. So the point being made is we are leveraging technology. We're using it to make it user-friendly in as many situations as possible. So you're, you've talked about it in the elections arena. We're doing it in the business and licensing arena and just trying to make it easy for people to deal with government. Absolutely. Again, uh, speaking with West Virginia Secretary of State, Mac Warner. Now, I uh, know you're a busy guy and got a lot of stuff to do up here in the Panhandle, so we'll let you go in just a minute. But I want you uh, to let people know, maybe if you have anything else you wanted to let people know about, and then, of course, how to get in touch with you uh, if anybody has any questions. Well, I'm just always thrilled to be in the Eastern Panhandle. You guys are just you're growing. You're doing great things. Uh, great tax base, great businesses and that sort of thing. And of course, again, that's why we opened our business hub out here. And I want people uh, to make use of that. Uh, come to the office. We have uh, some great employees in there. And we try to just be as friendly uh, and, and answer whatever questions you have, whether it's on the phone, in person, or online. We're moving towards a call tower situation where if you have just simple questions about, say, a business uh, entry or a an election date, that sort of thing, we're going to have automated responses, but you'll always be able to get a person when you call the Secretary of State office. So uh, we're never going to lose that customer touch um, as long as I'm Secretary. And West Virginia Secretary of State, Mac Warner, thank you for joining us on Panhandle Live this morning. Thank you. Always good being with you. Take care. And if you missed any of that conversation with the Secretary of State, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. Uh, but, Marsha, we haven't had a uh, barge watch update in a while. Have you been seeing anything? N- no, and I think basically they said they tethered the one over to the West Virginia side at someone's residential property, probably with like a thousand <laughs> tethers. Um, but I haven't seen anything. I have been looking. I haven't seen anything yet, but I, I didn't look today. So I'll look. look. All right. After this break, I'll let you know if I see a, a We might have watch. a barge watch. We might okay. have a barge watch coming up uh, here after the break. But uh, one thing that we definitely have coming up is what could possibly go wrong with Jefferson County Homeland Security and Emergency Management Director Steve Allen. But that's after the break here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it, for the break, we had West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner on talking about uh, the election or the primary this past uh, Tuesday. Was this past, right? Yeah. It, yeah it, this past they all season. kind of fall into <laughs> each other. Whatever that was. I don't think you're completely recovered, though. You didn't have a day off either. like I did. I know. So yeah. maybe well, maybe take a day off next week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I might. Or two. Uh, we'll right. see. But right. uh, anyways, if you missed that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today. But joining us at studio is our next guest from the Jefferson County Homeland Security and Emergency Management is Director Steve Allen with What Could Possibly Go Wrong. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great, and uh, you know there there's an example of what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> Who'd have thought a barge would be? Uh... Yeah, and exactly. Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm uh, last. Uh, well, it would have been uh, uh, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, the, the Mother's Day flood, 2022. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at online. I, I check our water levels and so forth because that's what we do is to make sure that the areas that are possibly uh, Exposed to flooding, such as uh, River Road in mm-hmm. Shepherdstown, mm-hmm. Um, or along Bloomery Road in the, the uh, well, the Bloomery area, Millville area, and so forth, and of course the Peckin Creek with with uh, the the roads in uh, Jefferson County that are affected by it, Bowers yeah. Road, and so forth. But anyway, I'm online looking for the amounts of water and so forth, and then I I saw a post on Facebook that said something to the effect of uh, Potomac River at um, Shepherdstown Boat Ramp. And I thought, well, I'll get on there and I'll take a look at what's going on to see how high the water's risen because that's what I do. I, I on, on uh, all of these circumstances, I go out and I ride along the um, river roads and so forth, those areas to see the accessibility and things like that. But I start out at Shepherdstown or in many times I started dam number four. This time I didn't I didn't go out uh, because it was early in the morning. So I'm looking at this video thinking, expecting, okay, high water there, and we'll see a whole bunch of people there. And I see that, and all of a sudden, through the frame. Barge watch. Go ahead. (laughs) And through the frame of the camera, I see a barge go by thinking, what in the world? And I, I, you know, the last thing I expected to see. Oh yeah, don't see yeah. that every day. Yeah, no. I mean, when we think of barges, we think of Canal River, the Ohio River, and barges with whatever mm-hmm. is hauled in those things. Not thinking of a barge as a workstation, and that's what these barges were. Were workstations up at uh, um, I'm trying to um, McMahon's Hill, or mm-hmm. McMahon's Mill. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and later on, as I did more research, I was checking and I saw okay, they did they did work in uh, 2012 at McMahon's Mill. They reset. Um, a lot of the, the the walls between the river and the CNO Canal, and, and I saw barges that looked exactly like the barges that were going down the river. <laughs> and they had a lot of equipment on them too. They oh, weren't just absolutely. empty. Absolutely, yeah. excavators. They had uh, generators, the, the, fuel. Uh, they, stuff. they had the portable potties. Yeah. Uh, on there, I saw that on the picture. But you yeah. were actually seeing this like in the white foamy floodwaters. Well, and and later on, then I drove down to Dam Number Four mm-hmm. because I I wanted to see because I, and I'm thinking, how in the world did they go over Dam Number Four? Right. I mean, that's in, in normal instances where you that's have quite a three drop. or four yeah. foot, you have, uh, I mean, three or four foot of water level. 
you have a, a 15, 20, maybe up to 30 height, uh, 30 foot height on that. And it's like, how did they make it over there? Yeah. And then when I got down there I, and I saw the smaller barge of the Zare, it, and it's still in the boils, in the, the undertow the eddy, yeah. of it. And it just kept on, you know, spinning around through there. And, and some of those pictures, the water, look, if you didn't know, you'd think it was like the ocean or something, mm-hmm. how much, how big those waves were. I mean, oh, I've yeah. never seen a river like that. Yeah. Well, we're used to that. I yeah. mean, I, I see it. Well, since 1986, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of times where the water is, is that way. But never and, a barge. But never a barge. <laughs> no. No. Mm-mm. So, you know, the, um, and, and we always talk about flood awareness and don't drive through standing water and things like that. But never in my wildest dreams would you think to prepare for a barge coming down the river and possibly striking the uh um, the roadway um, mm-hmm. um, pilings and things like that for the bridges. So, and so your forth. swift water management or your swift water team was the, out and you guys well, were deployed? Well, and as I did some background on that, I, I, uh, I thought, well, our water rescue team, our swift water rescue team out of Bakerton Fire Department, and they have uh, members of different areas and so forth that are with the swift water rescue team for Bakerton. Um, they were dispatched earlier um, I'm going to say at 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning to assist Washington County, which the river, uh, the, the Potomac River, belongs right. to the state of Maryland, mm-hmm. so we don't have a whole lot of authority there, but a lot of water rescues that you know occur on the, the West Virginia side because people fall in no matter where they are, and they might they swim to the closest shore. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I checked, and, and sure enough, our, our team had been out, and then I checked on our computer-aided dispatch that we have access to of what was going on, and they were going to each one of the bridges where the bridges crossed the Potomac River, each one of those bridges, and making sure as, uh, you know, the, as time went on and, and uh, the barges moved down that, you know, they kept the people off. And, because and there were about. onlookers by then. Oh, people were, yeah, it, was like, yeah. it was like a tourist absolutely. attraction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the people, the, the things people want to go out and see. Oh, come on. We, uh, yeah, I don't blame well, anyone. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I would have been down there, but I had, there were already people that do. were sending all, all Now, was there any Facebook. significant damage other than, you know, normal flooding type of things that anybody we're very know, fortunate once again because people heed our our cautions that and last month we talked about um flooding and being prepared and and knowing um being aware of uh, your area and uh, where the the low water spots are and things like that so all of those uh, the people that live in those areas and routinely drive through those areas are aware and mm-hmm. and of course they uh, you know we put it out as much as we can either on radio or our Facebook pages and, th- and Twitter pages and things like that, so that people are aware of that. But it was it was just it, w- it was amazing. Of course, it's still an ongoing saga because you've got the one, uh, like Marcia said, that's pulled off to the side, and they've got them. And I'd, I'd say it's pretty well uh, secured. You know, someone you know snapped that and said that's not going anywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw somebody said, "I hope uh, the person." That tied it up the first time didn't tie it up the second time. <laughs> oh, ouch! Yeah. Well, how, and then how do you plan for those types of things and that rise of water? I mean, you and it's slow with with river rises. You still have fairly slow amounts. Mm-hmm. So you have amount of time to to prepare for those things. And as much water as we had in some areas, four inches or so. Mm-hmm. so Going to have to add that to the training manual. Large oh, yeah. items in river. Yeah. Well, and, you and know. we have those. We have uh, um, in in the past. Uh, we've had trailers. And I'm talking oh, about oh yeah, travel trailers, yeah, and, and and campers and things like that that park along the river because it's a beautiful scenic area and so forth. And 
many times if they don't move them out of harm's way, then they get into the river and they go down and, and bump, bump up against the, the, uh, the bridge abutments and mm-hmm. so forth. So we do, wow. we've had those. And, and, uh, um, so those are things that for, for future and, and it's, where do you plan for that? Do you, you can't call the coast guard to come yeah. up and things like that. You are the coast you know, guard. Well, right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, uh, in this area, you know, we get a lot of rain in the spring, but then the summer times we can really run out of all that water and it gets pretty dry around here uh, and then that fact, brings and, a whole other set of problems. Yep. And that's, uh, and, and next month we'll be getting into it even more with heat and drought and preparedness and so forth. But, I want to point out that, you know, over the next couple of days to this weekend, you're looking to 91 degrees, 95 degrees. So mm-hmm. I don't like this news you're bringing us. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's going to get hot. It, it, it's like the weather service, man. Don't blame me. I'm uh-huh. only giving you the information. Okay? <laughs> so how do we get through this well, next weekend? The, the thing is, uh, it's uh, knowing what it is, a heat wave, what it is, a heat index and heat cramps and things like that. But also just... You know, staying inside don't going out don't go out during the middle of the the afternoon when it's so unbearable that's always my problem like i'll that. go out for like a bike ride or something in the middle of the day when i get out of work and finally have some time and then it's three thousand yeah. degrees right. and then i'm trying yeah. not to pass out the whole time yeah well if, if if you ride go in an area that has a lot of coverage mm-hmm. where you have trees over top and, and the cno yep. canal is a nice place to mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to bicycle it, it's, and it's maybe you'll see a bart <laughs> you can keep us up yeah i gotta get some pawpaws too oh, you, you guys oh, yeah. you gotta right. tell me if you know any pawpaws patches down there um we've seen a bunch of them as a matter of fact uh, my wife and uh, daughter and son-in-law were down there along with um, a couple of my grand uh, grandchildren mm-hmm. and uh that's one of the points that came up about the pawpaws and how they taste and things mm-hmm. like that i've yet to have one i f- oh, wow. kept forgetting yeah. last year to go find them this year i got to do it all along the, the canal just watch out for them yeah. so if you know the temps are going to get really high exactly. how do you prepare well th- those are the things um you know where Wear uh, protective clothing. Uh, you know, if, if you're bald like me, wear a hat. Protect that. Protect your head. Um, of course, you don't want to uh, get that tan. Uh, that, no, that the tan doesn't last very long. <laughs> it burns through fairly quickly. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, you always see me with a ball cap or some type of mm-hmm. other um, camo hat or something like that to to protect. But also just being aware, keeping yourself hydrated. Um, it's staying out of the heat during the the high heat of the day mm-hmm. those those are the different things that you need to watch out for absolutely and of course elderly folks if you got neighbors who absolutely. live alone oh, the, perfect perfect yeah check on your neighbors check on your neighbors check on your your uh, um maybe grandparents or aunts and uncles and mm-hmm. so forth check on them to make sure absolutely well we've been speaking with jefferson county homeland security and emergency management director steve allen with what could possibly go wrong thank you for coming in and chatting with us Steve? Sure. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Yep. We'll have more next next month. That's right. Yep. There's <laughs> going to be a whole other set of problems uh, on the way next more could, month. More could go wrong. You can never escape the problems. <laughs> never escape the problems. Uh, but speaking of which, Marcia, it didn't seem like you had very many problems uh, with the move yesterday, the college move. It was it was a lot of work. Yeah. But yeah, I, no elevator. That was an issue. I feel like that is the peak college moving experience, though. Hot <sighs> dorm. You know, mm-hmm. no elevator, right. not a whole lot of help. Right. hundred percent, like, not a whole lot of help. Yeah, I know, which is crazy to me. It's crazy to me. But uh, it did remind me when we were talking about this morning of when we were moving my sister into uh, Frostburg State <laughs> her freshman year. So that had to put me middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth, somewhere around in there. At the awkward age. Yeah, Let's the, just put that very awkward age where like I was too cool to be there, but then also couldn't go anywhere because I couldn't drive yet, like that kind of thing, right? 
So uh, we move her in, and she lives on the top floor of the one of one of the old dorms at Frostburg. And you know, we were carrying everything up and down, up and down, up and down all day. It was an ordeal. But my grandparents at the time had this old green SUV or uh, like van. Mm-hmm. I think it was there. I'm pretty pretty sure it was theirs. But um, this green van, this old green van, had an old sliding door. And uh, I remember somebody telling me at the beginning of the day, like, "Hey, um, this door's broken." Be careful with it, right? Don't do anything crazy. So I'm like, yeah, okay. So the whole day goes on, whatever, whatever. Uh, we get to the end of the day, which, uh, side story, crazy that you went out to eat before you moved okay, thanks, and not after you moved. because my husband's listening and he's Wild. like, yeah, 100%. Wild move. I just did didn't that. want us yelling at each other because my my daughter and I, because we were hungry. Wild move. But... Um, Hang, yeah, yeah exactly. See, Steve knows that's a thing that can go wrong See? when you're moving and you don't eat ahead of time. Absolutely. Right? That's, that could possibly go wrong. Well, we yes. were being normal people and we're going to go eat after the move, right? So uh, everybody's getting a little tired, a little cranky, right? And I just walk outside because I'm tired of being around everybody. So I go out to the van. Uh, I rip open this van door that I was told was broken and completely <laughs> forgot about. And then all of a sudden I find myself standing in the parking lot <laughs> with this door on the on the ground, completely detached from the van, I'm just kind of holding it, waiting for somebody to look out of uh, the door, her dorm room window, to um, see me struggling. Preteen Jordan with yeah. the van door. Yeah. <laughs> Always. How do, something. how do I explain this? Always something, and I and I can't remember how it all ended up, which probably means I got yelled at or something, and mm-hmm. I just erased it from my young brain. Mm, maybe if you'd eaten beforehand, you would have remembered. It's, I still can't believe you guys went to eat before. <laughs> How do you go to eat before? Then you get, and then you're tired. You're full. You're tired. You don't want to do anything after that. You no, gotta I, have I the, think, the, the no. end goal. You know. I think we made the right choice. <laughs> or, um, at least you didn't have an old green van. No doors were damaged. Yeah. Let me just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, if you missed uh, any of this Panhandle Live today, we got things started this morning with Martinsburg Police Chief George Swartwood. Then we uh, were talking about Insorga and uh, different, you know, community the barge day, watch. yeah, barge watch <laughs> stuff like that. We had West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner on, uh, and of course, you uh, were just listening to what could possibly go wrong with Jefferson County Homeland Security and Emergency Management Director Steve Allen. But hey, that does it for us for this morning. If you're staying the show, you can listen back to it on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But for Marsha Cavallic and Jordan Ice Warner, it's been Panhandle Live on WPM WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.